Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the story straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Say hey, hey, hey to another In a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Hope you guys are safe and healthy. During these troubled times, once we get back to a new norm, there's going to be so many wonderful things to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visit Mississippi.org to find out more. We're coming to you from the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Today's guest has multiple destinations for you to go to once we can get back at it. And, and I think that his line of work is uh, something that hopefully hasn't gone all the way away. People have been able to go out and enjoy the outdoors. I'm getting to it, so hang in. He's another Mississippi treasure. He and I grew up in the same era, and I was paying attention, believe it or not, when I was a kid. That I can testify. I was working on my craft, and he had already excelled uh, making a name for himself in the game of golf. Way back in his wonder years, he'd gone to win the 1977 PGA National Junior Championship. He chose Ole Miss for his golf team as he further developed. And a man did he rock. He was the 1982 SEC individual champion while earning first team all SEC. He was MVP for three years, and after that stellar career... He qualified and played on the PGA Tour, earned a top 10 and a top 5 finish that year. He'd go on to qualify and play in the U.S. Open in 84 at the famed Wingfoot Golf Club. A winner of the Mississippi Open, his storied career in golf also includes six years as tournament director. These are these after years, I know all about them, of the PGA Tour's Viking Classic. A big economic uh, boost for our state, now the Sanderson Farms Classic. He founded and owns, operates three must-golf destinations in Mississippi. That's where I was getting to earlier. Whisper Lake and Lake Carolina in Madison, and Patrick Farms in Pearl, Mississippi. Bottom line, he's Mr. Golf in Mississippi. So let's get to know better in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, my man Randy Watkins. Hey, Randy. How you doing, Steve? Thank you for the kind intro, buddy. I'm so proud to be a part of your show. So uh, how are you doing today? What's going on? Doing great, buddy. We are... uh proud to be open that uh you know every day is like spring break for adults right now just everybody's you know it's, it's difficult to find things to do during the pandemic and golf fortunately has stayed open and there's a whole lot of they're playing golf all day every day which i think is awesome it's great for us of course but i think golf is inherently a social distancing game true and, and so it's it's been safe and it's been great and we've seen a lot more people walk which i think is wonderful we had some people complaining about, you know, our golf courses on uh, the highway, you know, the Greenville Golf and Country Club. So as you're coming up yep. 16, 17, 18. So yep. it, we got, you know, the cops show up. They're shutting people down. And we had had, a, uh, you know, an order from the governor that allowed for golf 
for you right. to pay, play it, you know, the stick you have to, what do you do with the, with the, uh, I haven't been out there. I hurt my knee and all my friends are out there playing right now, but so what's the rule now and how are you able to not grab the stick? And obviously social distancing is easy. Everybody's in their own cart or they're walking, but what about Correct. the stick? It's single rider carts. Like you said, a lot of people are walking uh, up at the, on the, on the green, we've taken the cups and flipped them upside down and stuck ah. the flag stick in it. The bottom end of the cup is much shallower than the top end of it. Ah. So the, the ball can fit in all the way. It fits all the way in, but doesn't go but a, uh, another inch or two beyond the top of the rim of the cup, so it's perfect. Right. Well, you think about parks. I mean, golf is one big park, you know, and it's uh, you're right. It's the one game that you can social distance. You can't do it playing nope. basketball. You can't, you know, in certain sports that are you're having to – to to you know to guard a guy and get, get real close and it's physical and all that but I do get it. Sure. And, uh, all right, so what about like F and B though? Well, you're dealing. You're, you're more than just golf. Uh, we are. So how have you handled that change? Um, and have you been able to keep people employed? And you know what's been your challenges? Well, we run sort of a shell of a business actually, Steve. We just for the first. Uh, six weeks we were really strictly golf only. We didn't sell the way I say it. We didn't sell, sell a beer, a burger, or a ball for six weeks. <laughs> I just shut down everything in our in our in our business other than than golf. I moved some people. Like my chef became the best cart boy in town. Yeah, I mean we've got the cleanest golf carts we've ever had in our life. <laughs> we didn't serve anything. It was, when you came to play golf. The driving range was closed. There was a limit to four people on the putting green at a time. I mean, we really, we really shut it down and ran a shell. And we have followed Governor Reeves's moves over the last three weeks and taken little baby steps uh, as he's doing, which I think is terrific. I agree. Um, we, we're serving grab and go burgers. We're not, we're not cooking meals. You can't sit down. The restaurant's still closed. But when you come in, there's grab and go. We have cold sandwiches or hot dogs or hamburgers ready for you to go. And we will sell you a drink, but you serve yourself. Wow. I mean, it's almost it's like your, chef, your chef's gone into the food truck world. You know, it's like a lot of chefs yeah. have had to yeah. go backwards, so they can't run their brick and mortar places. And a lot of great restaurants started in food trucks. I, you know, I've been sort of watching. 100%. Right, and so it's almost like you got to come back, but you still deal with the size of everything that was. So you got a pro shop that your your pro was counting on selling those golf balls and and selling gloves yeah. and all that. So, I mean, it, it, that gets a little bit complicated for your pro, right? Very difficult, and we couldn't even. We really didn't start teaching golf until Monday of this week. We just on um, May the third or uh, fourth. Where we felt like we could still we could teach and keep a social distance, and people were comfortable taking lessons. We actually opened up our driving ranges this week, but only ten at a time, and they're spaced twelve feet apart. So we're still sort of going baby steps, but offering more as we go. But it's been—I mean—it's been like reinventing the wheel for us. Mm -hmm. Like we're running golf. We, we hadn't had a golf tournament, um, you know, since the first of March. And April and May are the two biggest months of the year for all strong golf courses for charity fundraisers, right. church fundraisers, corporate outings. We haven't had a single one, so it's been difficult. And we are a shell of a business, and we're not, you know, those are where we make our profit is in, in golf tournaments. We haven't had any, but 
But we're open and our members are playing and they're and to be honest with you, Steve, I've been so impressed with how grateful people are that we are open. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? Even even with the heat we did take some shots. We took people um you know, we had people take pictures and send them to uh mayors and boards of supervisors and the governor's <laughs> office. <laughs> you got it. You know, and we yeah. just you know but fortunately Everybody has said, look, I mean, you've got 175 acres. You can spread people out. I'll count on you to do that, so go do it. Well, and, and everybody is aware. I mean, it's hard for me because I'm a hugger. You know what I mean? I like to come up and just – I like to yeah. get physical. So it's been difficult for me. Uh, but, but you mm-hmm. know, the elbow thing, I'm getting used to it and the thumper, you know, and all that. So I'm – or just saying hey from a distance. But when you've been such close friends with everybody, every time I want to see them or we, we – we see them well i'm the same and my members are like my family i want i hug and we do the same thing and yeah. now they're when they put out 18 they're tapping putter heads or, or <laughs> touching toes and it's just a, <laughs> it's, it's just a different world but still if i meet somebody new i want to shake their hand and i've caught myself many times going i'm sorry i know yeah. stuff is, i forget that's awful but, you know, my song, I Don't Have to Be Me Till Monday, is worthless right now because people are dying to be themselves. <laughs> I just, yes, they are. <laughs> I, I had it made for a long time, but I'm wondering if people want to kill me. They want to come find me and, and just take me out because I'm going like, that song, I, I don't want to hear it, you know? It's such a great song, and I hear this a lot. I'm hearing this on a regular basis. I hear a lot of wives are telling me when I see them, when this pandemic is over, <laughs> you're going to get the best hugs of your life for getting our husbands out of our house and let them play golf. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, I'm telling you right now, you got to realize that I'm always on the road. Well, I'm basically yeah. on the road. And I was really going to be on the road. And um, yeah. I think my when I go by 30 years of marriage, I'm going by for the first time. And I think my wife's cutting eyes at me now. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it you Where again? You You're still here? <laughs> yeah. Where, what you got to go, honey? You got to hit the road again, please. Oh man, I tell you, and I and I, I heard know. I've got this. Bur- I mean, come on, bursitis is like something Aunt B on Andy Griffith had. What? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. My brother, you know, I send these pictures. He's the chief of staff at Campbell's in Memphis, and I, you know, yeah. I send him pictures of my knee, and you know, he he's <laughs> always treated me different from every patient. He's like known as the greatest doctor ever, one of the right. greatest, and. But he sends me these quick texts, you know, quick texts. He's my, my older brother, and he goes, uh, yeah. you know, you got bursitis, ice it, ibuprofen. There's nothing else. And then there's like right, this suck it up, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me. And I'm going like, you. I want to play tennis again because we started playing tennis. He goes, there's your problem. <laughs> so, there it is right there. <laughs> we're with Randy Watkins in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Don't forget, you can go check out his golf courses in Madison, and and uh, Pearl, Mississippi. Uh, let me get it right. Lake Caroline, Whisper Lake, Patrick Farms. Uh, it is the new norm, but you can get out and, and hit the little white ball and have some fun, or yellow ball, or, or they're blue now, and they're orange, and they, they're all sorts of colors. Uh, go to visitmississippi.org to find out about his golf courses and all the wonderful places to attend in our great state. My man Randy Watkins, and I'll be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm going to celebrate the life of Randy Watkins. We're going to go into the wonder years right now. Go to visit Mississippi.org to, to check out all the incredible things we have to do right here in our state. A short drive. 
which is what we're going to be doing now for a while. I don't see people traveling to uh, France uh, any any time in the near future. So uh, Mississippi is going to be your France, and that's all right because we got a whole lot to offer. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Randy Watkins, growing up, wonder years, I knew all about you. You know, because uh, you graduate high school when? 79. 79. So you graduate. You graduated with my brother, one of my brothers. Yep. So take me growing up, your family, your parents, who introduced you to the game of golf? Were they supportive? Um, you know, and obviously I imagine they were because you were excelling at such a rapid rate. Did it just come easy to you as well? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. By the way, I, I followed yours from the steer career from the start too. So I've known you since the early eighties. Did well. you get on my roller coaster ride with me? You've been on it. I went with you cause I was <laughs> on one similar, but I know not as successful as yours, but I know the height. <laughs> no, so, come on. <laughs> for sure. Both my, uh, my grandfather and my father were golfers, um, both of them self-confessed um, bad golfers, but golf lovers. But my dad, at the age of 10, took me. He was a, a member of the Country Club of Jackson, Mississippi, which is still one of the finest country clubs in the southeast. Yeah. Um, he took me with him one day. He had his foursome became a threesome. So he said, uh, "He said, come on, Randy, I want you to go with us. You ride with us while we play golf. I'll let you drive the cart. I said, I'm all in. He said, I'll buy you a hot dog at the turn. I said, I'm double all in. <laughs> And uh, we played, and we got to a hole, Steve, where there was nobody in front of us or behind us. And my dad threw a ball down there and just said, hit that ball with this club. He just handed me a five-wood right in the fairway. I love the five-wood. And I hit I it, it. I ripped it. Like, like at this minute, Come I can on. remember the, the feet. I hit it right down the middle. I mean, I smoked it. It was awesome. <laughs> and I mean, from that minute, from that actual instant, I fell in love and never lost it. Wow. Do you think that because you smoked it and you had that feeling of the, almost that perfect, you know, contact yeah. that you, you, you know, come on. I mean, a lot of people, they're shank hit in the hosel. You're right. You know, but, but you just, I know there was a natural moment right there, right? You think about Tiger and all that grew up, but that you, your first swing was pure. No question. Yeah. And what what happens to my life if I fat that or top it or yeah. whip it? You know, who knows? But here's the interesting, this is an interesting thing about my parents, my I'm the middle of three boys. My older brother went on to be a, a decorated fighter pilot in the Air Force and now is a captain with FedEx. Wow. My little brother became a helicopter pilot in the Army Guard and now is a private pilot for a, uh, a private company in Jackson, Mississippi. And my father never invited my two brothers to play golf, only me. Wow, that's interesting. And late in life, I asked him before, before he, he died at age 80, 10 years ago. Hmm. He said, athletically, you were the gifted one of the three. They had other gifts that you don't have, but you had the athletic one. But you also had the acumen. You had the the, uh, the patience and the endurance. So when, when things went bad for you, you just kept going. Right. You know, you just let it roll off. You just kept on because you loved it. It didn't make any difference if it was good or bad golf. You loved it. Nobody if it was great or not, or baseball or I was a pretty good baseball player young, and I was bigger and stronger than most kids early, so I was physically mature. But my dad did not. It's interesting. My dad didn't ever, and never did invite my other brothers to play golf. They, he said they weren't, they weren't wired for it. You know, that's, that's interesting. I, uh, I'll get in trouble again for even saying this. Uh, uh, I always felt like each kid is like a song. You know, and I, now I didn't realize that until I had kids. And, you know, right, way right. into 
But you brought something up texting the other day when we were texting back and forth. Your children, you were talking about your golf courses. <laughs> you yep. know, so, and I want to talk about them in a little bit because that's an interesting story because I know when you went and saw those pieces of property, yep. they all looked like they're, they had their own personality, right? Correct. And when you're raising yeah. a kid, to me, yeah. you see as a parent sort of you sort of see it now they may surprise us every once in a while with something yep. but that's interesting yep. your dad had a bead on the kids and when the going yep. went rough for your brothers he knew that they would fly themselves out of it <laughs> yeah know? and you know. he, he was very consistent he never offered to put me in an airplane either yeah that's just interesting that he had you know, it he so didn't, figured he, out he didn't he didn't set me up for flying lessons like he did my brothers right no he set me up for golf and he never did invite me to go uh, get or encourage me to fly a plane. He said, you don't have that. That's not you. Right. You know, Randy, Up back in our p- parents' time, excuse me, but, but back in our parents' time, you think about how long and hard they were working for such little. You know what I mean? I mean, like, oh, they yeah. were tearing, they were working a lot of hours stressing, trying to send all of us to college. Um, making money wasn't as easy. Now, we're going through a time right now where people are going to have to, there's going to be a rebirth in that. There are going to be a lot of people that have fig- that probably are going to come out of this and figure ways of making money that they weren't able to do before. And people that were yep. killing it are going to struggle. It's going to be really interesting when we get back to this new norm, as they say. But that is interesting. Yeah. What did your dad do? My dad was a mortgage banker. And my mom, this is my, this is my, so my dad, my dad had two dreams in life. My dad really wanted to be a golf pro. He just loved that life and that thought. Or he wanted to be a pilot, and so he—he he, uh, <laughs> he this he is it's so it cool. <laughs> it's so cool. So he—he he, uh, enlisted in the navy, and in, with every intention of being a pilot. But his vision wasn't good enough back then. They really graded you tough on your vision, and it wasn't good enough. Right. So he—he he did his four years and got out, and went to, went to school, and got a college degree, and and then uh, uh, became a mortgage lender, and and he was a career guy doing that. Um, he also also had his real estate license, but here here's here's the other one. My mom, Steve, was the state hostess at the state capitol of Jackson, Mississippi, for over thirty years. Wow! So every tour, every school, every uh, tourist that comes to visit state capitals, which many many people do, mm-hmm. my mother gave those tours for thirty some some odd years. You know, she was a people lover and a Mississippi lover. And and look, you're the. Uh what do you call it? You're the sample size. Uh, of, yeah. You are, you are the two of them together because you've been welcoming people into the world of golf and your club. So that, there you are. You're constantly welcoming people. And your dad, yep. let's, let's, don't, let's don't get this twisted. Your dad may have right. had funky eyesight, but his vision for his kids was spot no on. Question. You know, so it, it's really interesting. That, that's awesome. Okay, so give me your first... You know, that first five woods, pure and all that, but where do you start to really get that this game is coming to you and going to make a big difference in your life? Like, you become a player. You're young. You win the junior national championship. Oh, That's yeah. insane. It, 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 I was, and it was age, I was, I was 15, and that was a 15 to 17-year-old age group, so I was in the younger. Wow. You know, I was, though I looked 17, I was not but 15, but. In 1974, Lee Trevino came to Jackson, Mississippi, Steve, 
there was a Dr. Pepper sponsored junior circuit around Jackson. That every Monday there was a tournament at the Country Club or Colonial or Canton or Live Oaks or Shady Oaks or you know everywhere. And Dr. Pepper was a sponsor for Lee Trevino and Brown Bottling, who was uh, the distributor for Dr. Pepper, got him to come to town to do a clinic for the Dr. Pepper All-Star Golfers, of which I was just one of. It was at the old Brookwood Country Club. Now, I'm 13 years old, and I'm sitting on the ground, and I'm no more than six feet from Lee Trevino, and I know exactly who he is. You know, I do. But, and I'm telling you, at this moment, at this instant, the minute he hit a golf ball, there was a sound that's embedded in my soul. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm wanting to ask you the same question. Was there a... And so from that, that very moment, I drove myself almost completely nuts wanting to hit a ball that sounded like Trevino's. And it got me where I was so much better than most, which got me to win that, that the National Junior. But I had to go through a local qualifying here in Jackson and another one over in Shreveport. I made it through. I won that one. That got me to Disney World. Then I led it wire to wire. I led it all the way through. Come for on. Four days. Are you sick? And it was and... It was August the 16th, 1977, which is the, the, the day that Elvis Presley died. And when I came off for of 18 Green, my father, who never cried, was crying. And I'm still not sure to this day if he was crying because I wanted Elvis, Elvis die. Are you? Wow. You, right. That's crazy. Wow. How about that? I mean, so I don't think I don't think I had a choice. I think it was this was my this was my God given deal. Oh, there's, listen, you can't just show up and do that and lead wire to wire. No. You and I both know the game. We both know it. Yeah. And so yeah. it's almost like you were the Jackson 5 and and uh, and and the, the Osmonds and all these great, these bands that were kids that just did it, but then they kept doing it. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it, was, it wasn't like a, a one-hit wonder at all. I mean, you were just born to do this. We were Randy Watkins in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out his incredible golf courses uh, in Madison and Pearl. And also all the incredible things we have to do in, in Mississippi and from the arts and culture. And speaking of the arts, Randy, you listen to the show, and I appreciate that. You get to play Love DJ, and I've picked for you. Would you like to hear Little Milton or Tammy Wynette into the break? I want to hear Tammy Wynette so bad I can't stand it. I love it. We're Randy Watkins. Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. That's what we both love to do. Don't go nowhere. We're in the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute, rolling down that highway with my pal Randy Watkins. He knows all about rolling down a Mississippi highway, taking his talents to the world. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Please, as you make your way out of the house 
and we're bumping elbows and and staying a little bit apart, which is tough on Randy and myself. We're in the Keep Missing yeah. Beautiful studio. Check out all the things on visitmississippi.org. you got to do it. Uh, I want to talk about your – You go, real quick, briefly, you choose Ole Miss. Yep. Why did you choose yep. Ole Miss? Another another sort of good story in my life. That, um, I, I was recruited. I, I, I took my five official visits to Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and Texas. And Ole Miss wasn't even in the picture. And the hmm. Georgia coach had been on me since 1976 when I was 14. I lost the future Masters in a playoff. And he was the best recruiter of all time. And I actually signed an SEC letter of intent with, with Georgia, and it came out in the paper. Well, the day it came out in the paper, our phone rang at the house. You know, that back then there was a phone in the house on the wall, actually. Some people don't even remember that. But the Ole Miss people said, wait a second, we want to talk about this. Because I had grown up at the Country Club of Jackson, which is a very, very strong Ole Miss right. alumni club. <laughs> Warner offered Steve Sloan, uh, one, two of my heroes, Bob Travis and Bones Coster, came to my home. At the time, Warner, Warner was the AD, Steve was the head football coach and the assistant AD, and just said, we want to know what it would take. Now, within the program, at the, at the program, at the time, they didn't have a coach, they didn't have a driving range, they didn't play a tournament outside. The furthest tournament they played from Oxford was Memphis. They traveled in a raggedy van, they didn't have anything. So I'm like, I, I can't go there without a, you, you got to have a coach, a qualified coach, and we got to have a place to practice, and we've got to be able to compete against people in the SEC. And Warner says, you got all three. <laughs> and Steve Sloan said, if we don't find a qualified coach, football season's over for me pretty early in December. I'll take over a golf coaching job. And Steve Sloan was a fine golfer wow. and, and one, of the, one of the greatest human beings you'll ever meet in your life. Well, uh, they leave. And I looked at my parents and I said, and I'm 17 years old. I haven't even turned 18 yet. I said, I don't know what, what to do. And my father looked at me and said, you know what? You can't make a mistake. Georgia that. is a top three program in the country. They got Coach Copas has been your guy for three years. He's never let up on you. We actually have Georgia roots. Um, but if you want to live in Mississippi and you go to Georgia and have a good career and you come back here looking for some money to help you get on the tour, they're going to send you back to Georgia. Yeah, get it. That is so you, a good point. Oh, and he said, if you stay here, can you go to Ole Miss? At the time, Mississippi State was not was not recruiting me. It was just Ole Miss. If you stay here and be loyal to Ole Miss in Mississippi, I promise you, there gonna be times in your life where you need help in Mississippi, and they will help you. And honestly, with my hands on right hands to God, not a single turn in my professional life has Ole Miss not been involved in helping me, not once. And then you go on to have this illustrious career. You're killing it. You win the SEC championship. We know how hard that is. We know. I mean, it's just yeah. difficult. But you're already used to winning. You've already done some things. You've almost went in the junior masters. I didn't know about the. I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah. And and then you win, you win your junior championship, national championship as a kid yeah. at 15 with 17 year olds all around you. Okay, so you're an All American. Yep. And qualifying for the tour versus qualifying for now. I mean, like, yeah. everybody goes, oh, it's harder now. I don't know if that's the case because you only had so many spots. And you didn't Correct. have all of these other routes. You can go to Asia. You can go to Canada. You can go to, you know, all these uh, Europe. You can figure out where to go to get your game ready and then come yep. to the tour. And, you know, they, they open up a certain amount of slots. Now, in the NCAAs, if you're the top five or seven players – you're going to get to get 
uh, a significant amount of uh, sponsor you know, exemption on not web. What's it called now? The Corn Ferry Tour now. Oh, Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. Right. right. So with you back then, it's like you got to show up and play, right? It was do or die. I mean, it was either it was either that or go to Europe, which was impossible, or to go to Asia. They had a little tour in Asia. <laughs> Too expensive. That was never. I never even dawned on me. I I really only wanted to play the PGA Tour, which we all did then, because that's all there was. And so, you enter, and it's back then the entry fee was twenty five hundred dollars, and that got you in a sectional qualifier, which would have say ten or twelve spots out of one hundred and forty. Mm-hmm. And if you made it through that, you go to a regional qualifier, there'd be 10 or 12 spots out of that, out of 140. And then if you made it through that, you got to the finals, which was at TPC Sawgrass. This was December of 1983. That course was only two years old. It was sick, difficult. Yeah. Um, so you get 144, end up there playing for 50 spots and a 72-hole cut. So you in, – in, yeah. So you're playing against the very best. I mean, our class, uh, Jim Gallagher and I were the same class, but Corey Pavin and Tom Lehman and Mark Brooks and on and Azinger and I mean, I could just go on and on. Wow. The number of people in that, in that class that were there, and, and we played six consecutive rounds, every one of them at TPC Sawgrass in December. <laughs> oh, and you either make it or you don't. And yeah. the best rounds off of my life still remain, Steve. Um, I was 48 going into the sixth round. They're only taking 50. Yeah. And it's a priority, so you really need to finish in the top 30 to have a chance to get to play much. And I shot 70. And I moved from 48th to 25th. Tough day out there. I love it. Oh, it was brutal. People were throwing up. I saw people (laughs) at the scoreboard uh, squatting in the bushes throwing up. I've seen people throw their stuff in the trunk and swear they'd never play golf again. I mean, I saw... A guy leave there with his putter tied to the back bumper of his car, and he's just banging down the, <laughs> down the road. <laughs> he was mad it. at that putter. He was it. mad at that putter, man. He was. <laughs> yeah, he was. He should have been. Wait, so that's yeah. crazy. So now you get to the tour, and yeah. that that year you have a top five and a top seven. Okay, who are you? Did you ever get paired with Trevino or, you know, I mean, who were you Greatest paired with? Greatest thing ever. Not until. I qualify for the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. By the way, the same year that you played at the World's Fair in New Orleans. Yeah. Which had to be the, the biggest stage you ever saw in your life. Had to be the biggest thing ever. Well, it was the biggest well, moment. And so my, so an equivalent moment in my, in my mind, I qualified for the United States Open at Wingfoot, famed Wingfoot. Mm-hmm. And not all my buddies were in it. You know, if you didn't qualify, just because you're on a tour, you don't get in it. You still have to go qualify for it, which I went through the two stages of it to get through that. And so I get there, and on Tuesday, I'm just out practicing and going to find the time to go um, play a practice round. It's not tee time. You just go tee off whenever you get your group together. So I'm waiting on a, a guy or two to show up that might show up, and Trevino comes out to the putting green, and I grab a, a – Griff Moody was a buddy of mine that played at Georgia – he and I start heading toward the tee, and Trevino said, are y'all going right now? And we said, yeah. And he said, I'm coming with you. Wow. And it wasn't a question. It yeah. was, I'm coming with you. <laughs> so this is in New York, just outside New York City. It is packed. It's 10 or 15 deep from the putting 
bring the first team. Trevino, who was a small person in stature, but his caddy, Herman, was huge. He was holding on to the bib of his, the back of his bib of his uh, overalls and just walking in Herman's wake to get to the first tee. <laughs> and so we play a practice round, and it's, a, it's almost a six-hour day it's forever to play a practice round at the Open, which was not, that's not a complaint by any means. But I got the occasion on a hole where we had a delay to stop and tell him that story. Yeah. He loved it. And yeah. I said it was, I said, I said, I called him Mr. Trevino all day, so, and he finally said, listen, I've said it five times. My name is Lee. Yeah, and yeah I said, that's crazy. I said, you've not met my parents. If I say Lee to you, my mother or father is going to appear here. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to and beat me. I don't know yeah. how they're going to do it, but they're yeah. going to—they know they're going to ascend it. down on yep. you, out of, like an. And right here in front of God nearby, they're going to beat me in front of twenty thousand. <laughs> did you tell him? People. Did you tell him about the sound that he made when he hit it, and that—that—that's what you told him, right? You had to tell I, him. I absolutely did, and he said, "He said you, you look like you're pretty doggone close." I said, "No, no, I'm, I'm listening all day." I, <laughs> We're going to take a break. Go to visitmississippi.org to check out all the incredible things you're about to be able to do full-time. Good Lord's willing. Come on. And we're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm with beautiful man Randy Watkins, and we are all about Every crisis, there lies an opportunity. Use this time to plan for the future as life returns to normal. It always does. Stay safe, help those in need or who are struggling with the effects of the crisis. Stay six feet apart and wash your hands. Let Guarantee Bank make this chaotic time a little less stressful. They have a full menu of electronic self-service options that allow you to make deposits, transfer money, pay bills, check balances, and much more from your phone or computer. If you'd like to talk to a Guarantee Bank member at your branch, they're available from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. The phone number is 800-847-7454. Stay safe and stay healthy. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. JT and Rhino. These are great people. They're tough, they're smart, and they love our country. The JT Show. The greatest of all time. Weekdays 10 to 1. Let me hear it. Super Talk Mississippi. Check, check one. Where's all my bio? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Randy Watkins, Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. That's who I've got on the horn today. We're winding down uh, Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Everything's right there to do for the next 50 years, I'm telling you. Uh, Randy, take me to your top five finish. Did you almost win your first one that year? I mean, what was it like walking down the fairway? You had to be in sort of the last group, or were you coming way from way behind? Well, my the, the – 
my seventh place finish at Quad Cities was my first one, and I was in the second to last group, and which was completely frightening. I mean, it's just, I mean, I was playing good. I had shot 71, 65, 66, which is not leading, by the way, which is, again, yeah. laughable when you go, oh, so you were 1,400, you're not leading after three rounds. Nope, I'm, and I'm, I'm paired with Dave Stockton and Scott Hoke. Wow, and Dave Stockton, putting machine. The machine. And so these guys are dead serious about what's going on. They don't talk. They don't say a word. And I, I sort of knew that about uh, Scott because I knew him a little bit, but I didn't know Mr. Stockton at all. And I mean, crickets the whole round. I mean, they're not, they're playing. They're not, they're not chit chatting wow. between shots or at the tees when we're waiting, nothing. And I'm like, and I'm playing terrible. I mean, I'm really playing so bad. On the front nine, I hacked it around, Steve. I shot 40. Wow. This is on Sunday. And on number 10 is a par five. And I reached it in two, and I had about a 60-footer for eagle. And uh, Dave Stockton had a putt on a similar line, but, you know, 20 feet closer. So he was he was close, standing close to me when I putted it. And as soon as, as you know, as soon as I putted it, he walks behind me to see the line, you know, to see what yeah. the ball does. Well, I made it. And when I did, he patted me on the butt. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I communication. Thought, There's that's how we communicate. I said, yeah. "Oh, I'm okay." He doesn't hate my guts, and I'm okay. I, can, I, I all of a sudden got comfortable. I birdied two of the last three holes to shoot even, and, and get me a top ten, which got me in the very next week. Wow! Huge, because top tens were just big time huge back then. You had to because you just didn't know what you just didn't get in every week just because right. you had your card. It was a priority listing and, and all that sort of stuff. We were Monday qualifying regularly. I did the, uh, I Monday qualified for New Orleans and I I made um, I made eight birdies in a in the Monday qualifying shot sixty seven one time didn't make it. Mm. Mm. I mean it's like sixty four or five or forget it. You don't you don't get in. Isn't that but, funny? That's but, crazy. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. And then and then then it went I went to, straight to Hattiesburg and finished fifth there. There was the year Jim Gallagher beat uh, Paul Azinger, and I missed that playoff by two. I bogeyed eighteen. If I had I birdied eighteen, I would have been in the playoff, but I, I didn't. I didn't do it. Obviously, Jimmy's the reason that we're on this call. By the way, we're on this interview, so I thank thank our brother, thank our brother Jimmy for connecting us. Yeah, and I, and I love him. Jim and I've known each other for well over forty yeah. years, and yeah. I just I'm a, we're great friends. I love his family. I love oh, Jimmy. Sissy, love uh, Sissy's you know been on the show. I mean, they're family oh. to me too, big time. And I remember her as a little girl walking around watching us play in the state amp when her dad Ed was yeah. playing so well. It yeah. makes her such a great player. I'm so that's how long I've known her. And so Jim won, and that was awesome. But the, another top ten, uh, that's a tournament. I tried to get my 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 dad watched every shot, and my mother never watched me play golf after the age of fourteen. Never. Wow. Even even when I was on the tour, and I said, "Come on, mom. I mean, there's." thousands of people you're not going to bother me she goes i just i don't want to get in the way it's not about me it's about you and i said mom i stand this she goes you know what i love you to shoot 66 or 76 i'll be i'll be at the clubhouse <laughs> I she, said, hey, listen, she, that, she was at home she was welcoming everybody into the clubhouse like she does. It. that's it <laughs> she's doing her thing she was doing her thing i love it she's the, the, the yeah. host that uh, uh, no matter where she went <laughs> On top of the many blessings that a person can be born with, including good health, if you're born with good parents, you got a head start, buddy. Man, you are you kidding me? Are you kidding and me? I was. Yeah, I know. I man. was the beneficiary of good parents, and that's plural. 
and that that That's is good. a blessing. I did, and I don't take it for granted. You realize, I mean, the first pure shot, your dad takes you out, and you make an entire life of it, and yep. and you have lived it well, my man. I can't thank you for spending a Mississippi minute with me. This has been a joy. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hug Jimmy Gallagher for for setting this up and sissy and all that. You please. Because uh, you're a true treasure of our state, and I just, I really appreciate it. Everybody go to visitmississippi.org right now. You are too, Steve. Thanks a million, pal. Oh, thank you, pal. Thank you. Everybody go to visitmississippi.org. Go to to check out all these incredible places you're going to go to. And go to state parks and play our state park golf courses. Absolutely. Go see our man George Bryan, you know, at Old Waverly and Mossy Oak and Toxie and all those guys. Uh, in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. All right, blessings, pal. Thank you, friend. Bye-bye. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. times and my friends at Guarantee Bank believe in every crisis, there lies an opportunity. Use this time to plan for the future as life returns to normal. It always does. Stay safe, help those in need or who are struggling with the effects of the crisis. Stay six feet apart and wash your hands. Let Guarantee Bank make this chaotic time a little less stressful. They have a full menu of electronic self-service options that allow you to make deposits transfer money, pay bills, check balances, and much more from your phone or computer. If you'd like to talk to a Guarantee Bank member at your branch, they're available from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. The phone number is 800-847-7454. Stay safe and stay healthy. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.